Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. on your side so hey it was you i think i might have been it was it might have been using my headset mic from the jump and then and then it just turned off and then it just said fuck it it said fuck this (laughs) (laughs) you know he's doing he doesn't need it i'm just gonna is out here doing the most fuck him (laughs) his rent ain't that high he can still be ghetto (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the new question now yo I'm from the streets how much your rent pimp? it's like 1600 get the fuck out my face how much your rent it's about 6 or how much your rent it's about 550 after a section 8 pay for that there. oh okay alright what's up yeah, I, I pay 550 oh yeah yeah it's a walk-in closet <laughs> in my yeah. cousin in my cousin's garage Jesus <laughs> like alright alright <laughs> I have to shit in the backyard in a hole with the dog. <laughs> the dog, dog sometimes bites my fucking tries to bite my nuts. All right, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, so um, uh, this week actually was kind of cool because um, so. PlayStation uh, has been having a sale for like games under twenty bucks, and uh, so I was looking at a bunch of. I think I mentioned it last week, but uh, this week I was looking to. I was gonna get, grab that Assassin's Creed game, but then I noticed they had another section up until I think to tomorrow. I think the sale is good till the second. I think it or today when you listen to this podcast um, for remastered and um, and uh, um, retro games. So I was looking at it, and motherfucking Contra Collection, dude. Like yes. the original arcade side-scrolling game and yeah. all the other variations of it. Five bucks. They, I was on Switch, and they have a Contra Collection for 20 bucks because 
The Nintendo tax. <laughs> the Nintendo tax, um, yeah. The game's like it, three bucks, but you know, with the Nintendo tax, it brings it to twenty. It's seventy five fifty. Um <laughs> they had a Castlevania collection. Now that one I was way more excited about. And I'm I'm looking at the games, like seven Castlevania games in there. Doesn't have Castlevania Bloodline. I was like, For get real? this trash <laughs> out of my face. And I think it's because Castlevania Bloodlines was on the PlayStation. Mm. So they probably have some kind of rights to it. All the Sega ones were on this because Sega's a whore now. They fucking, <laughs> whoever wants to put it on their shit. Right. Um, but I was mad because Bloodlines is the one I haven't played. Of course. Because I didn't have a, play, a PlayStation when I was a kid. Oh, right. So I was like, God damn it, I want to play Bloodlines. <laughs> The Sega Genesis one was dope, bro. Yeah. Castlevania is fire. Everybody talks shit. Ooh, it's too hard. It's used to being a bitch. Bro. <laughs> and then um, also, uh, I got um, to the Rise of the Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was this dope. Which uh, I never played the sequel. I still I played the first one, which I'm thinking of playing again before I play the second one. But it was uh, six bucks for that game, yeah. and I was like, going, oh shit. So yeah, I ended up with just like. It was like $10.98 for those games. I was like, oh, sweet. And then now, since I can't use my Xbox anymore, womp, womp, I uh, took the... Uh, I mean, you could you could pick up a power brick at that GameStop used. Yeah, but... <laughs> I mean... I'm just saying, if you I, want to. I know. It's kind of like... Like, I looked at it and I was like, well, I mean, I could... But, but didn't you usually game on the PlayStation anyway? I did usually. I did yeah. on the game. The only reason I was using my Xbox so much was because I was using it for streaming, uh, for right. TV and stuff like that. But now we've got all the streaming, the streaming boxes. It doesn't really matter at this point. Exactly. So, um, I mean, comparatively, I have like ten PlayStation Four games and like four Xbox games, but I do have more Xbox games. Actually, no, I have more PlayStation games that I bought that are digital. So I took that. I took the um, 500 gig storage and then tacked it onto my PlayStation and um, reformatted and all that stuff. So now I got a terabyte. Uh, so I was downloading some uh, some um, old school games that I forgot I had, like GTA 3, San Andreas, um, and um, a couple other games that I was like. The Transformer game which was a fucking dope-ass game because because mm-hmm. se- it was all done in um, cell animation. And um, so I was going, cool, I can download them onto my um, onto my uh, external and then play them there. So, yeah, so that was cool. So. Fucking PlayStation. 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 They need to bring that back, dude. <laughs> PlayStation. I was playing um, retro games pretty much all weekend. I played the first Castlevania. Um, didn't get very far. <laughs> the one thing in Castlevania that pisses me off is when you get hit, it knocks you back. Mm. And there's a lot of pitfalls in fucking Castlevania. So you get hit and you fall down a pit and then you're dead. It's like, that's not fair. Right. My fault. <laughs> you, know, you do a lot of that when you're playing old games. Yeah. Um, I that's played, why I'm like, that's why I'm like going, Oh, Contra is like, I want to play the game, but I know I'm going to be rage quitting like a motherfucker during that thing. You know, my favorite games for Contra was, um, the ones on super Nintendo. Yeah. Those were fucking the, some of the boss battles were fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> like there was one, I think it was super Contra two. 
um, where you you could climb on the wall and the ceiling and you had to fucking keep moving because the, the dude would be sh- – and it was this big fucking – metallic skeleton that tore its way from the wall. I was like, the fuck? You freaked me out when I was a kid. Right. Like, those kind of graphics were nuts. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. It's like a bear. <laughs> and my daughter was playing my Sega Genesis um, and she was trying to play Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> and uh, that game is so bad. It's just so bad. It makes no sense. So she gave up on that and she was playing Echo the Dolphin Tides of Time. We were we were chilling on that, playing that, and then I um I showed her that she she can connect my Bluetooth controller to her laptop, and then plug her laptop into the TV, and then play Skyrim on the TV. Oh nice! And that blew her fucking mind that she was doing <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I play Castlevania. I play a little bit of Mario. Um, but I've been setting up this thing. For all my legally acquired ROMs, right? Um, <laughs> called Launchbox, and it like it, it takes fucking forever. But you import all your ROMs, and it will download like um, the theme music. So when you click on it, the theme will come up. It'll download the box art and the screenshots and all that other, all the metadata and shit. So it puts it in this giant front end, and then you just tell it where the emulator is. So when you click on it, it just starts it. So it's um it's fucking nuts, dude. Like I have so much shit on it. <laughs> it's intense. So and you can also sync your Steam games and fucking with Microsoft Live games, all types of shit. Hmm. So I've That's been having cool. fun with that, but I did work today, but I I don't really remember much. <laughs> oh, you've gotten to that point where I actually yeah, forget what you're just, doing. Oh, these are the games that were all in the Contra collection. Contra Arcade, Super Contra, Contra NA, which I'm not exactly sure what that is. North America. North America, Contra JP, uh, as I'm assuming Japan, (laughs) Super C, Contra 3, The Alien Wars, Operation C, Contra Hardcore, uh, Super Probotector, Alien Rebels, and Probotector. Yeah, those last three were like... I think they were like break off games. Yeah. The series started getting weird. <laughs> but um Contra's good. Yeah. And it's one of those games like the classic games, especially NES era, Super it just takes practice. Like you just yeah. have to keep doing it. And you you, and you then, just have to remember the patterns, yeah. Exactly. And you just instinctively you your hand syncs with the timing of the game and then you get better. Yeah. You know, so it's it, it's just cuz the controls back then weren't as intuitive. So they didn't you couldn't be sloppy. Right. It had to be perfect. The only thing that drew, threw me off in Contra was when we got to that water level. You know the yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> I think that's why Mario took off so much because you could be kind of sloppy with Mario. Yeah, you didn't have to be perfect. Yeah, you just yeah. had to. You just had to time it kind of just right. right. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. Long live gaming. Okay. <laughs> that's right. All right, now it's time to jump into some news stories from the last week that may have slipped under your radar. So, Apple has sent out emails to subscribers of Apple TV Plus explaining they will continue to receive refund credits 
on their account until June after the company extended the free trials for the video service for a second time. On January 15th, Apple increased the length of its one-year free trial of Apple TV Plus with a second extension, enabling it for, to run from November until July, or February until July. The changes allow anyone who started the free trial between November 2019 and June 2020 to receive up to extra five months for free. As some users have switched over to paying the subscription, the first extension in November saw um, Apple provide refund credits to qualifying subscribers between November 2020 and January 2021. With the second extension, Apple has confirmed it is doing the right thing again, the same thing again. Emails sent out subscribers are advising uh, advising monthly credits of $4.99 or a local equivalent to be applied to Apple IDs for accounts that have actively paid for Apple TV. The credit will be automatically applied each month. The subscriber is charged from February until June, and it will be usable as standard App Store credits against the purchase and subscription. Credits will be applied regardless of whether the subscriber is paying annually or on the month-to-month basis and will also be provided to those who are paying for it via Apple One Bundle. Oh, that's cool. You get the credit if even if you have it on the Apple One Bundle. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. No. I got the nice email thing. I got the email last week saying that, yo, motherfucker, you're gonna get it for a couple more months. Peace. It was a really oddly worded email from Apple, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Good guy Apple yeah. over here. You know. Yeah. Apple trying to flex going nobody's really watching our shit so we're going to give you an extra we're going to give you an extra I guess people when the trial ends they're and they're going to like bundle their stuff they're probably not bundling Apple TV I haven't fucking logged into Apple TV in so long I haven't for I since um, Ted Lasso but I want to watch that Justin Timberlake movie that came out I bet you do yeah be so quick to walk away (laughs) it's supposed to be some it's supposed to be where he's a guy that gets out of prison trying to rebuild his life and stuff like that. Mm. It's gotten good reviews, so I was thinking, all right, I'll check it out. I still got to check out all the other shit, too, on there. Yeah, I need to go in there and see what the fuck's, what the fuck's going on. If anything, um, te- check out Ted Lasso. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I, I really want the ne- next season of that fucking game company one to come out. That one was funny. <laughs> they need got- more stuff like that, like silly shit. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. that's just... An escapist kind of thing. Like, too much TV now is too fucking serious. You need some goofy shit on there, too. Please. And <laughs> goofy, but good. Not, yeah. you know. That's dumbass. what I'm saying. T- Ted Lasso, I think you like. I heard Ted Lasso's bomb. I need to check yeah, that out. It's funny. So, ahead of its return later this year, G4 will air a new series called B4G4 on YouTube and Twitch. How catchy. <laughs> right? Clever. <laughs> Um, it starts streaming today, which is Friday, January 29th, which I didn't see it. Maybe I just didn't look hard enough. Mm. Um, You're probably too content- busy looking for Olivia Munn. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> among other content, the series will feature comedy sketches, game reviews, and music parodies, with fans getting the chance to submit their own work to the show through the G4 Reddit community. G4 Reddit's been popping lately, bro. Um, it's also one of the ways those fans can take take part in G4's online search for hosting and writing talent. G4 provided an initial look at the show in a short clip it shared on its social media channel. It's a bit of a work of work in progress, but that's the point, says G4 quote unquote CEO Jerry XL. <laughs> okay, Wait. somebody get a little excited when they created a, a title for themselves. 
Right. Um, played by YouTube sketch comedian Gus Johnson hmm. of B4G4. Tell us what you hate. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you'd be willing to spend your discretionary income on. The announcement <laughs> comes one day after G4 confirmed both Attack of the Show and X-Play will return when the network officially relaunches this summer. G4 first started teasing its return last summer, um, but has so far said little about where you'll be able to watch all of its shows. With its ties to NBC Universal, um, there's been some speculation and content could land on Peacock. Um, if G4 lands on Peacock, I have to get it. Hmm. Um, I don't have a choice. So hey, Peacock's not that. I was actually thinking about getting it this month because it's like five bucks. I think I don't or five or six bucks. I, I don't watch the streaming services I have. No, I I'm, I know that. I'm just saying, you know. Right. It's so that. it's, but I might check it out because I heard it is kind of fire. But um, and my wife just watches fucking Golden Girls and shit all the time. Um. <laughs> And what's that wrong fucking, with that? that? Huh? And what's wrong with that? Nothing. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I love B. Arthur. <laughs> the funniest, one of the funniest people I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> um, that fucking G4 video was funny. Where he was walking around, he's like, just being an idiot. Like, he's on the phone, he's like, buy it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I like the whole tone that G, G4 is using the same tone they had back in the day where it it's it's they always one thing i always liked about g4 whether it was true or not they always acted like it was a half-baked fucking like studio like everything was just kind of thrown together <laughs> like uhf like the movie. Yeah, yeah yeah and i always dug that vibe because it made them seem more like human beings yeah you know everybody seemed more relaxed like you could tell kevin Pereira, the one you're seeing on tv that's kevin Pereira. Right. Like he wasn't putting on an act or anything. Um, I used to like when he'd joke around about, um, what was it, where he was like, he goes, I'm like the, he goes, this body. Like he would talk about his body as it was like some, yeah. like, godly, like, you know. I'm sure he wasn't as immense of a pervert as sometimes he would be in skits, but <laughs> aren't we all perverts? Oh, I mean, oh yeah. On. I mean, come on. <laughs> Especially when you're standing next to Olivia. <laughs> okay, I said it. <laughs> I said, I'm not taking it back. <laughs> And I love that the dude, the the fake CEO in the video is named Jerry XL. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> some people are hating. They're saying, oh, you know, most people, most people are really excited, but um, some people are hating and saying like, oh, they're it's gonna fail and whatever. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Just just let people but have their. That's thing that's the up. thing. That's the culture now. Is everything? Oh, it's gonna fail. Oh, it has you to. You know fail. what I hear? And it's something that Steve likes to say all the time. Every time I see it, I think of Steve. Did anyone ask for this? Every <laughs> single time. And I I told them, I remember a friend of mine here. I liked G4 when it was when it was around. So Yeah. I, saying um did anyone ask for this is just a slick way of saying nobody wants this. Right. Yeah, we all know that. But I remember a buddy of mine said, uh, he goes, Yeah, he said, I heard them say uh nobody asked for this. He but it, that's like a California thing to say. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I mean, everybody says that, but you know, um, yeah. So uh, I asked for this. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I'll just... But Steve, Steve was talking a little shit too. Huh? He's like, what? That was their only two shows. Oh yeah. <laughs> I said, this motherfucker's clowning. <laughs> it's the only two shows anybody remembers. Because towards the end they didn't they canceled everything yeah. and it was because they had it, um, it, it was that in cops reruns 
it was not only that, but like the tech TV shows, like screensavers. They had Code Monkeys was fucking dope. Icons. They had so many cool shows, like at the peak of the network. Yeah, I think now it'd be better on a streaming service. I think it would be awesome on Twitch because mm. they because there's um like Geek and Sundry is like a television channel on Twitch. Like it shows different. It has like a schedule, and you you watch different shows on there. Mm. I always thought that was kind of cool. Just most of the Geek and Sundry stuff, I don't find interesting. Um, <laughs> but that would be pretty dope. But they have pretty strong ties with NBC, so they're probably just going to put on Peacock, dude. Yeah, which is you okay. Know. I mean, most of, the thing is, is that most of the originals that go on Peacock are usually free. So, you know, oh, really? they're, they're not by the paywall. Yeah, because there's a lot of their, um, a lot of, like they could have done that, you know, that new Saved by the Bell bullshit thing. Um, that's, who asked for this? Um, that's one of those who asked for this. Who the fuck asked for this? <laughs> um, you know, and I think Punky Brewster, the 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 re, the new Punky Brewster that's coming out, and um, which <laughs> Soleil Moonfry still got it. I mean, she's fucking hot. She dude. is smoking hot, but she's also like right now, like I follow her on Instagram, but she's also that kind of shy where she's like shows part of her face, like she's always mm-hmm. hiding behind everybody else, but um. Uh, oh yeah, the office moved to Peacock. Yeah, the off the first two seasons are available for free, and I think the rest you you can get in there. Thank God, because God forbid we didn't know where fucking <laughs> the office was. Right, but you know, but a lot of their original stuff is all available for free. Yeah, I'm so, signing right now while we're talking. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway. Cloud streaming has benefits for gaming, as we've seen with Google Stadia, but it's not all about high-end graphics demanding, graphically demanding titles. Sometimes it's just about making games easy to access. Uh, today, which was actually um, January 26th, so last week, uh, Plex Arcade is launching as a way to stream classic video games to Android and Android TV devices, Chrome, and more. Plex got its start as a way to stream things like music, movies, and television shows from your home computer or server to any of your favorite devices. With the announcement of Plex Arcade, the streaming server app is expanding into another major form of media, video games. Obviously, Plex Arcade kind of gives away, right, but whatever. Right. Uh, specifically, retro games like Stadia, G... Um, GE4, uh, GeForce Now and other game streaming services. The idea behind Plex is to stream games from a Plex server in a remote location or in your own home back to your device. The underlying tech comes from Parsec, a free remote gaming application, which makes it possible for to have the low latency stream needed to play for playable games. For now, Plex Arcade only allows you to stream games from one of about 10 of about a dozen consoles with the emulation aspect being handled by the open source LibRetro project. Out of the box included your subscription. You also gain access to a small library of classic Atari games. Um, and uh, oh, so you get Atari 2600, Atari 5200, Atari 7800, uh, Sega Genesis 32X, Sega Game Gear, Sega Master System, Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Nintendo Game Boy uh, Color, Nintendo Game Boy Advance, Arcade, MAME. Uh, arcade, um, Plex Arcade does not come, does come with some other restrictions. For one, the server host, hosting your games will need to be Windows or Mac OS based and have a Parsec compatible graphics card. Those hosting Plex from a Linux machine, NAS, or NVIDIA Shield TV won't be able to host games 
yet. Further, gameplay is limited to Android, iOS, 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 Chrome, Apple TV, and Android Google TV too. Similarly, there are no guarantees for which controllers will, will or won't work with Plex recommending you to use a DualShock 4 or Xbox controller. If you've got any, um, all the right hardware, Plex Arcade is available for five bucks a month and comes with a free one-week trial of the service. That's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah, and it's basically so, being that it's Plex and stuff, you'll have access to the Plex Arcade will be able to play the games listed, but you'll probably have to provide your own games yeah. um, through legal means. Yeah. Um, technically, I do have, like, I have the Beavis and Budded for Sega Genesis ROM. I also own the cartridge. Mm-hmm. So, fuck off, on a FBI. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like, I was watching um, the IT crowd this week and there was the episode where they had the um, pri- piracy thing. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't shoot a policeman. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't shoot the policeman and take his hat and then go to the bathroom in his hat and then wrap it up as a gift and send it to his to his wife. That's what you're doing when you pirate movies. And then the FBI agent that shoots the girl behind the computer, you're like, Jesus. That was, um, we were talking about that last night because we were talking about a DVD from like 1999. It's like it's got the it's got that top notch uh, late 90s security. And I sent a screech of it. You wouldn't steal a car. car. <laughs> it just guilted you into not stealing, which I thought was cute. Yeah, it doesn't work. And then um, the beginning of everyone that FBI logo that yeah, comes. Yeah, uh, the FBI logo. <laughs> we're we're really gonna get it now, boys. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um. Ooh. Oh. Sorry, scroll down a little too quick. I have a new mouse now. It's an updated Logitech G502. Oh, it has you, this, oh you grabbed it has one? This, huh? You grabbed one? Because I think you said a couple days ago. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, because it was on sale. Yeah. I got the wired one. Everybody gets spends like $180 on a wireless mouse. I just got the wired one for 50 bucks and it came with a mouse pad. Same exact mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has this thing called an infinite scroll wheel, I think is what they call it. Oh, yeah. But the, the scroll wheel will click. But if I press this button, it just it never stops. It just keeps <laughs> on going. And, I'm, and so but sometimes I'll forget it's there and I'll, I'll scroll and then I'm all the way at the bottom of the page. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's cool. I use it for work with my Excel sheets. <laughs> oh. EA has formed a new studio to develop the next skate game. On Wednesday, the publisher announced the existence of Full Circle, which, like previous skate developer Black Box, will be based out of Vancouver, Canada. EA has tapped Daniel McCulloch, um, who was previously the head of Xbox Live at Microsoft, to lead Full Circle as general manager. He'll be joined by two series veterans, Darren Chung and Chris Cuz Perry. Cuz is in quotes, like it's his nickname. Um, criminal. Okay, obviously in the mob, uh, who EA says will serve as the game's creative leadership. Um, We're working on the next evolution of Skate and set to deliver an experience that will embrace and build up everything our community found special about the previous game, the developer says on its website. Based on the positions Full Circle is trying to fill, um, the title is still early in development. EA didn't announce a release date for the next skate game, nor did it say what platforms you'll be able to play on. I mean, we all know what fucking platforms are. Stop it. (laughs) 
it, we all know is PC, Xbox. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be on the previous generations, I guess. Um, EA hasn't released a new skate game since 2010 Skate 3, and in 2013 it went on to close Black Box. Since then, fans of the series have been pestering the publisher to release a sequel. As recently as last year, there were rumors that the company was working on a mobile port of Skate 3, which, as you might imagine, was greeted with much enthusiasm. In fact, post-skater, or pro-skater, post-skater, pro-skater <laughs> Jason Dill uh, captured the sentiment of everyone involved best when he said, no one wants your stupid mobile version of Skate 3. Make Skate fucking 4 already. I love the <laughs> skating community. Um, so Skate 3 is still played in my house very often. Uh, my kids love that game. And I told my younger son that they were going to make a Skate 4, and I, I thought he passed out. I think he blacked out for like five <laughs> seconds. Um, but I'm super excited about this. I mean, Tony, the Tony Hawk series was cool, but when Skate came out, it was it changed the fucking like the way you did tricks was so dope. Yeah. Because it, I don't know if you've ever played it, Steve, but um, yeah. you did most of your tricks by moving the right joystick in certain ways, and it mimicked the board a lot. So it was really <laughs> intuitive and it was cool. Um, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. I hope they don't fuck it up with microtransactions. Fucking EA. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait for EA to fuck it up. Make it correctly or I will beat someone's ass. I'm not playing. <laughs> I'll come to Vancouver. You stand at the door. Let me in, motherfucker. I know you in there. Don't <laughs> you know why I'm fucking here. <laughs> don't try turning off the light. I know you in there. <laughs> Catch these hands. <laughs> that's always how I felt like with the White House. Like every time like something bad happened, the lights in front of the White House were off, you know, and, like all the lights. I was like, going, motherfucker, we all know you're in there. Like they're trying to hide. You're trying to turn off all the lights. Like, you know, you're not giving out candy for Halloween. It's like, you know, stop it. We know you're there. We don't get that, bitch. <laughs> Quit tripping. <laughs> <laughs> all right. At this point, we're going to take a quick break for some alcohol and, you know, maybe a quick jerk. And um, so uh, we'll see you on the other side. So Peacock doesn't have um, the G4 shows, but they do have Code Monkeys, <laughs> which was on G4. That was a really funny show. Um, it's weird because there's some shows that they have on their NBC app that they don't have on their Peacock, which I'm like, why not? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I think they're just still trying to figure everything out. I might have to start watching Code Monkeys again. That, that show, that show is so funny. Hmm. It was done. It was. It's about game designers in the eighties, hmm. and then um, it's done in like sixteen bit graphics. Oh, <laughs> it Jesus. was fucking great, dude. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna probably end up signing up for it tonight or tomorrow. How much is it? It's uh, without commercial with commercials. Or limited commercials, it's five bucks. That's uh, not bad. Um, without commercials, it's ten. I would just get it with commercials. I fucking, they don't bother me. Actually, it's funny because yeah, we've been doing a lot of the, um, free streaming stuff. So there's a lot of commercials and shit involved in it. Yeah. It's like, I just like when the commercials on. I look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I fucking do something. Just like we, just like we used to do back mm-hmm. in the day. You just do something else. Well, you I know? think the bigger thing is now. And I've noticed a difference when I watch a movie. By the way, welcome back. Um, oh, hi, how's it going? <laughs> how's he doing? Sorry. Um, what I've actually noticed is I would watch a movie on, let's say my cousin Vinny on like, a, you know, like a 
VH1 or something like that. Right. Like 20, like literally 15 minutes of commercials. Like you kind of forget what movie you're watching. Like that's in, on TV. Yeah. And you're listening. It's like, excessive. It's like, oh, it's an hour and a half comedy, but it's like two and a half hours on TV because of the hour of commercials. But then I watch it on um, um, like IMDb TV, which just came to Roku, by the way. It's not as intense as um, the Amazon one, which I kind of figured, but still offers you a bit. Mm-hmm. But you can watch movies on there, and it's like three minutes of commercials. It's just like, it's enough time to go, oh, I'll go to the kitchen, grab a, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, it gives you a little break. Yeah. So. I, I think the biggest issue with streaming services is when it's the same commercials over oh, and over. And then you're just like, all the right. The CW is notorious for that. They just don't have enough advertisers. Yeah, because I go, I'll go on the CW if I, like last year when I was watching, like, oh, Flash went on there. The same Apple iPad commercial every commercial break you're just like jesus okay stop <laughs> but then cw's free right yeah like i'm one of those people that if something's free i just won't complain yeah like it, like it could be the most annoying i just feel like i mean i'm not paying for it so whatever well i'm um i'm doing low cast now again the local one and yeah. I'm, but i'm paying the five bucks fuck dude i was <laughs> i was noticing that i'm like shit i'm watching a lot more of local channels that i didn't realize i really kind of had so yeah. like there's a local there's local channel that's all like crime like true crime. So there there was an old show in the early 2000s that I used to watch called uh City Confidential. It was on A&E back in the day. And it would give you like oh this town blah 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 and then fi- after 15 minutes it give you the background of the town. Then this crime happened and how it affected the city or the town or whatever. I, that I, that was my crack back in the day. And um I looked and I go oh shit they're running a marathon. Okay, boom, pop it on. But um, you pay the five bucks. There's like very seldom ever issues. Sometimes it glitches out and like it the it freezes and then the sinks off. But then you just go back to the guy to go back in and it clears itself up. Yeah. But like everything else. But um, but I've been doing that and I noticed like John, John's been watching some like old seventies like Columbo, or um, or Emergency and some of the shows on there. And I go, you know, we've been watching this more than we watch Philo, which we're paying twenty bucks a month for. How does this lowcast even work? Like I went to the website and it looks up your DMA. Mine's green. Does that mean it works? Yeah, you you do have service in um in Phoenix. Yeah, like almost all of Arizona has it. Except for except for fucking Tucson for some reason. Yeah. Um, Cuz it's Tucson. Yeah. Who who even <laughs> fucking lives in Tucson? They don't they don't even think it's a real city. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Um, yeah, you just go in there. You, you through the website. You log. In, you create an account, which is just your email, and create a password. Um, it, you know, gets your location, and then you can you the guide will come up and give you all the free local channels that you have there. And then when you go to sign up on when you go to log in to, uh, you know, like on Roku or something like that, um, you activate it through your your desktop or your phone. And then it, yeah. boom, it's right there. You can stream up to four accounts at the same time. That's pretty sick, dude. Yeah, five bucks. I mean, shit. You know. And who doesn't want to watch um, reruns of Jerry Springer during the day? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm just kidding. There's a lot more to watch than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, it's like, oh, cool. So, yeah, I've been doing that. I'll go for five bucks. That's fucking pretty legit. Um, but Yeah, it's a good amount. I mean, it's all the it's all the ones I would get if I had an antenna. Right, exactly, and you don't have to worry about 
you know, like the problem, you know, when you, you get, when it gets really hot, you can't get the signal, you know, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's like, oh, cool. Runs to the internet. Fine. So yeah, we have, it says you can run it four and, um, I run it with two cause like my brother watches in his, in the living room and I'll watch it in my room. Never had, I don't have a problem with it. Thank God I can watch Fox news. <laughs> uh, all right so cyberpunk 2077 creator cg uh, cd project red would kindly like modders to stop making keanu reeves into a sex object isn't he already i, I mean... it was like it's like trying to put the genie back in the bottle it's like come on <laughs> you better shut the fuck up because modders are the only ones making his game interesting <laughs> Following a fan mod that allowed players to have sex with Reeves' character, Johnny Silverhand, the developer told PC I know, hey now. Uh the PC the developer told PC Gamer that user generated content cannot be harmful towards others, especially when it comes to mods. In case uh, in the case of model swaps, especially those that involve explicit situations it can be perceived as such by people who lent us their appearance for the purpose of creating characters in cyberpunk 2077 the, the developer said it's worth noting that reeves's character does have an in-game sex scene though it plays out f- from his perspective as johnny the player has sex with a blonde model oh with a blonde woman sorry who it's a model I mean, it's a model yeah it's, it's keanu reeves exactly who inexplicably inexplicably dumps good liquor onto her white top um to the backdrop of guitar riffs while johnny bounces um bounces her around holy shit Jesus. Um, i'm sure he motion captured that too i'm sure because you know real rock and roll type <laughs> shit going on uh, Eurogamer first reported on the nexus mods files that swapped the sex worker joy toy character model for reeves johnny in the mod johnny who remains clothed is now the sexualized character seen through the eye uh, through the player's eyes. It also uses the Joy Toy voice acting through the brief scene. It's typical for players to personalize their experience through mods, and the cyberpunk community has been doing so since the game's release. CD Projekt Red just released the official modding tools. However, the mod, which has since um, been hidden by the creator of Nexus Mods, crosses the, that boundary. For the fun, we for the characters we invented for the game, we broadly permit you to tweak the game at will and just have fun. Uh, Project uh, CD Project Red told PC Gamer, "When it comes to models of real people whom we ask to participate in the game, kindly um, uh, participate in the game. We kindly ask you to refrain from using them in any situation that might be found offensive, if you don't have their explicit permission." I don't know. It's kind of dumb. Like <laughs> it's the same. It's the same kind of theory of like when Robin Hood fucking stopped people from trading. Cause like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, it's like, bro, it doesn't matter. It's a single player game. Right. Like who cares? You know, no one's going to know anything. <laughs> like, Just you let and Keanu. People, <laughs> let, let people do what they want. Like you are, your game already fucking so you're lucky. Anybody's even playing it. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I just uh, when I got this story, I had just finished rewatching um, "Always Be My Maybe" at uh, on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> with Keanu Reeves playing himself on that movie. <laughs> I punched Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I paid for dinner. It was a little less than my residual check from my uh, big hit film 
speed. <laughs> Such an idiot. That shit was so funny. It was great seeing him play that. <laughs> it's so funny because I put my next story here and I didn't even realize yours was a cyberpunk story. So it kind of works. Yeah, it does. Um, CD Projekt Red was or has whacked the latest mole of inadvertently added it inadvertently added to Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, <laughs> um, following last week's major update, some players found that they are were unable to. Um, progress past a certain point six days later cd project red has rolled out a fix for the game breaking bug um the issue occurred in the mission down on the street for players who saved their game during the wait for um takamura's call um objective on version 1.06 of cyberpunk 2077 if a player loaded the that save in the 1.1 patch Dialogue options may have been missing during said call. The bug also prevented players from interacting with other characters. It it was an issue that only emerged under specific circumstances, but it was significant enough to block players from progressing. The 1.11 patch, which is now live on PC consoles and Stadia, um, Stadia is trying so hard. Like, is <laughs> it's a platform now? We have to put it in the list. What's funny um, is that I always think of like it's on all major platforms and Stadia. That's how, I, that's how I always see it in the press releases. Yeah. Like, and Stadia. And Stadia. <laughs> they used to do that to Nintendo. The game's on all major platforms and the Wii U. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking low-key dig. Like, yeah. we all know. Um, you know what's funny, though? I, I've been watching reviews of Stadia. People say it's it's perfectly fine. As long as you have good internet, it yeah. works. That's always so, the, big, the big trick. Yeah, you just have to have good internet. But the funny thing is, when you say, oh, well... I have like gigablast internet, so it's like yeah. But if you can afford gigablast internet, you could probably afford a fucking game console too. So I don't know <laughs> what the issue is. Um, I also rolled back uh, a chance to a change to item randomization. CD Project Red wrote in um, the patch notes that it will need to further investigate a quote save load loot exploit, probably duping games or something or duping items. Um, earlier this week, CD Projekt Red released the first set of official modding tools for the game. Though modders have already been having their fun with Cyberpunk 2077, the tool should enable more tinkerers to build on top of CD Projekt Red's vision of Night City while they wait for DLC and the next big patch that should fix more issues in the notoriously buggy game. So... Just want to let everybody know that just in case you ever, if you happen to be like, I can't progress anymore. Well, there you go. Hmm. Well, I first off, when you say I can't progress, people are going to go, what? Oh, you playing that game? Before they give you shit, then they'll be like, oh, yeah. You can't here's- progress because you're playing an unfinished game, Pimp. You got to play something <laughs> else. <laughs> you playing an unfinished game. Somebody asked me yesterday. They go, hey, are you going to grab Cyberpunk? And I go, No. And I'm like, why not? It's on. I think it was on sale or something. And I'm like, I don't care if it's on. It's not done. Oh yeah, I saw that on. Um, when I was looking, when I was when I picked up those games for uh, Avengers and um, Squadron, um, I noticed that they had Cyberpunk on sale for the PlayStation Four. And I'm like, why am I gonna get that? It plays like shit. Yeah. On, the, on there. So. Like I told I told my homie I said I'll buy it. I'll probably pick it up when the Game of the Year edition comes yeah, out. Yeah, that's when you know it, it's done. Yeah, and it's done, and I don't have to worry about it. I'm not gonna buy it. I said the only giant open world games that I buy launch day are Grand Theft Auto hmm. and Elder Scrolls games, and that's just because I'm impatient. <laughs> because the Grand Theft Auto games are buggy too. Not this buggy, but they can be buggy too. 
And then the Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls is buggy, but that's part of its charm. So (laughs) (laughs) nobody cares when something silly happens in like Skyrim. Like everyone's okay with it. Uh, this is um this I would file under the who asked for this one? Zack Snyder's Justice League, aka the Snyder Cut, will hit HBO Max on March 18th. The director announced on Twitter. The original theatrical release of Justice League debuted in November 2017 and ahead of its release endured a difficult production. Most notably, director Joss Whedon stepped in to finish the film during post-production after Steiner stepped away of the project for personal reasons. After Justice League was released, fans criticized Whedon's contribution to the film, which included a lighter tone. The fans started the internet campaign, blah, 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 blah. Um, this is basically when you're like, oh, we don't really have much to finish this article, so we're just going to recap every single fucking thing imaginable. Um, it's um, not going to be a, like, it was said it was going to be a movie, then Snyder said, it's going to be a miniseries, like a <gasps> five-part miniseries. No, it's, now it's just going to be one, I think, three-hour movie or four-hour movie or something like that. So, And it's still a waste of time either way. <laughs> So, I mean, it's like, I'm curious. The thing is, is like some people are like, oh my God, I can't wait for this. It's going to be awesome. Which for me is like, we all remember everybody that complained about BVS and Man of Steel. They were all directed by by Zack Snyder. And everybody said Zack Snyder needed to be taken out of that. Oh, Justice League is going to suck because Zack Snyder's in it. Then Zack Snyder comes out and then Joss Whedon comes in, who did the first two Avenger movies. And it was like, oh, this sucks. We need to see Snyder's cut. It's going to make it a better movie. It's like, no, just because it's expanded. Green Lantern was expanded, made it more tolerable. Um, The expanded cut for BVS, you know, made it more... It made it made it a smoother watch than yeah. than the the theatrical cut. Somebody posted um um a meme for uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, that King of Monsters movie that's coming out, mm-hmm. and it has um, Godzilla holding a rock over his head, about to um to uh, smash Kong, and Kong goes uh, Martha, and then uh, Godzilla goes, "Why'd you say that name?" <laughs> <laughs> See, like I, I enjoyed the Snyder movies, but I also know that I enjoyed them because they're full of fan service. They're not good movies. No, they're just not. If you were, they're full, not yeah. put together very well. If you're a full, I just enjoyed seeing certain things on the screen. Yeah, if you were a fan of it, it was like okay, that you know. And that, I understood. Was there was a lot with the Snyder movies. There was a lot of um, like I would talk to people. And they would, I, I seem to understand things in the movie that they didn't. That's when I knew there was really a problem because I, I started realizing I understood it because I knew the material that he was pulling it from. So the average person didn't. And that's bad because when you make a movie, you got to make a movie for everybody. You can't just make a movie for fucking the dumbass kid that was reading all the Batman comics. Right, and that's the big problem. Like you always hear, like everybody goes, "Oh, well, like Marvel pays for their reviews; they're not good movies." It's like, no, Marvel made it accessible, so like you could come in not knowing shit about this, and get a good grasp of the character and find out what's going on. But you also had the Easter eggs for yeah. the real fans that go in there, go, "Oh shit, look at that! All right, all right, all right." You know, I. But um, Snyder just made it as a fanboy. You know, so if you came in with no knowledge of it, you're kind of like, which, this doesn't make sense. Which is the only reason I'm, I don't 
talk too much trash about him because it's like it's like someone who's just a super fan. It's like a fan fl- fan film. Yeah, and he just went nuts with it. That's why I'm like, all right, you know. But his all his movies are like that. Yeah. Like they're they're always he makes movies for himself. Yeah. You know, and okay, people buy enough people buy him for him to keep getting hired. So you know, <laughs> it is what it is. But. Well, it was like um. Oh, what was that video game or that heck, video game that um, movie he made with the chicks? Um, um, I know the movie you're talking. about. Yeah, I can't remember with, what it's all, called, with all the little anime-looking chicks, and I was like, "Well, this is a video game. Like the movie's a fucking video game." Yeah, actually, I actually like that movie. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but it it was something different. Like it was just weird. I thought it was all right. Yeah. I'm not very choosy though. I don't fucking care. And, I get some kind of enjoyment out of it. I'm fine. Yeah. Put chicks you know. with samurai swords and short skirts, and you got you, it. You got you. There you go. The formula has been broken, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, I dug. I like the storyline. I saw what he was trying to do, and it was interesting. He just didn't successfully pull it off, right? You know, he was trying but, to do a Nolan. Uh, yeah, yeah, like twists and turns, and did this really happen? Kind of thing, yeah. and a universe within a universe kind of, and and I, I got it the second time I watched it. Um, (laughs) but the main reason it's fucking dope was those action sequences was shit, bro. (laughs) It was going ham on them fucking guns and swords. Sucker punch, sucker punch, sucker punch. Yeah. And the main chick is fucking (laughs) listen. (laughs) Super fine, bro. Baby girl. (laughs) Anyway, where does this article even start? Oh, <laughs> at the beginning. So now, <laughs> this whole article is funny to me. It was almost my douchebag. You'll now have to confirm your identity using your biometric information to link a WhatsApp account to the PC or the web. Um, the Facebook-owned company has added a layer of protection to its apps in order to limit the chances of somebody else linking to your account without your knowledge or permission. As long as the phone you're using has face or fingerprint unlock switched on it. Um, WhatsApp will ask you to go through the authentication process when you link your account to the secure, the services desktop app or web version. After the service verifies your identity, you'll then have to scan a QR code with the phone. A new biometric um, authentication feature is active by default. And the only way not to trigger it, or not to trigger it when linking your account is to completely switch off face or fingerprint unlock. And then fucking uh, Discord has that too. Like a lot of them have that now. It's hmm. so easy. You have your phone in front of you. I don't know why people complain about it. Because they um, have to have their phone in front of them. <laughs> I gotta uh, get up. Uh, you fucking right bum. <laughs> if you complain about going anywhere in your own home, you're lazy as fuck. Like get up. Or get a wheelchair and you can fucking scoot around the room or something. If this pandemic has taught us anything, it's how many steps it is from my room to the couch to the couch to the refrigerator. Uh, WhatsApp, which will soon implement a revised privacy policy that allows it to share information on Facebook, uh, says it won't have access to your biometrics at all and will conduct the authentication process through your phone's OS, um, which is true. Uh, WhatsApp's new security feature will work alongside another, which sends, uh, which send your phone notifications, whether somebody logs into your account on the web or a computer. I feel, is it like 10 years ago? Cause I feel this shit's old. It is. Um, whenever somebody logs into your account on the web or computer, the company, uh, seems to be working on more features for its non phone apps as well, revealing 
in its announcement that it's going to be adding a lot more functionality to its apps for Mac and Windows as well as web this year. The reason why this article is funny and the reason why it was almost my douchebag is because Facebook is trying to make WhatsApp so fucking safe from from people breaking into it. No one's worried about other people. They're worried about Facebook. Right. Now, I do agree. They're not going to have your biometric data because Apple wouldn't allow that. Right. So I don't. I don't think Google would allow it either. That's that's kind of high level, even for Google. Like that's a little that's a little crazy. But the reason people don't trust Facebook is because Facebook likes to change their fucking minds all the time, and you just have to roll with it. Because they originally said that WhatsApp wasn't going to have to link to Facebook. It was never going to share information with Facebook. All of a sudden, now it is, and you need to fucking deal with it. <laughs> and a lot of people who have been using WhatsApp since the beginning. I used WhatsApp back in the day. Um, they're so ingrained in it that it's difficult, you know, because when, you, when you're when you set up with it and all your friends have it and, or even people use it for business or something like that, it's a pain in the ass yeah. to switch to a, to another thing. You know, I use um, Discord for the most part with all my, all my friends except for Steve. Steve, I text because we have a personal relationship, okay? <laughs> Um, and he just doesn't have discord. <laughs> I don't like, but, uh, and I don't like sending nudes on, um, on discord. Right, 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 right. <laughs> just understand. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, that was almost my douchebag cause the audacity, like I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> it's, I, I used to be paranoid about all of these companies. The only one I really don't trust anymore is Facebook. Cause Facebook does some fucking shady just as a company. I don't like them. Yeah. You know, they're just dumb. And their app now is just all fucking Trump supporters anyway, so who fucking cares? True. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, remember earlier we were talking about G4 right. when he's like, and we're going to have presence on all these social media. And there's the symbol of fucking parlor. Oh, not this one. All right. So now we go into our douchebags of the week. Douchebags. My douchebags this week. I'll just you'll 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 know when I read this. Right, right. One of the largest vaccination sites in the country temporarily shut down Saturday because dozens of protesters blocked the entrance, stalling hundreds of motorists who had been waiting in law in line for hours. The Los Angeles Times reported the Los Angeles Fire Department shut the entrance to the vaccination center at Dodger Stadium at about 2 p.m. as a precaution. To, uh, officials told news uh, new, the newspaper the protesters had members of anti-vaccine and far-right groups, the Times reported. Some of them carried signs decrying the COVID-19 vaccine and shouting for people not to get the shots. There were no incidents of violence, the Times said. This is completely wrong, says uh, Germán uh, Vasquez, who drove from his home in Laverne, who had been waiting in line, waiting for an hour for his vaccination when the stadium gates closed. He said some of the protesters were telling people in the line that the coronavirus is not real and that the vaccination is dangerous. The vaccination site re- reported the reopened before three. The Times reported in the site is usually open from 8 to 8. It reopened after Gavin Newsom tweeted, we will not be deterred or threatened. Dodger Stadium is back up and running. A post on social media described the demonstration as scandemic protest march. It advised participants to, quote, please refrain from wearing Trump MAGA attire as we want our statement to resonate with the sheeple. No flags or informational signs only. 
No flags, but informational signs only. This is sharing information protests, the march against anything COVID, vaccine, PCR tests, lockdowns, masks, Fauci, Gates, Newsom, China, digital tracking, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, what is there even to say anymore? You know, it's like the, all these people are just, it's just sad now. Yeah. It's just this rattle cry, like the final rattle cry of just a dying thing. It's like your guy lost already. Just get over with already. And seriously. And we still, it's funny to me that we even still say Trump supporters. Supporting yeah. what? <laughs> even Trump isn't even about that shit anymore. He's like, whatever, bro. Yeah. He's got your mm-hmm. money from the uh, from all that. You know, from all that, oh, we're going to rig the, we're going to, we need the money to fight the election. It's just. Stop it. Stop it. We got shit to do. We don't have time for this. Exactly. You know. Today is now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one's funny. Android users in regions other than the UK, Ireland, France, and Brazil will soon be able to find and download real money gambling apps for the from the Play Store. Google has <laughs> up to, updated um, its program policy, allowing apps that enable or facilitate online gambling in 15 more countries, including the U.S., starting on March 1st. In addition to making gambling applications available on the Play Store, the change in policy will also allow ads promoting real money gambling to be um, served to users in other regions. What could possibly go wrong with that? I know. The new countries covered by the change, Australia, Belgium, Canada, Colombia, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Japan, Mexico, New Zealand, Norway, Romania, Spain, Sweden, and the United States. Of course, Google has a strict set of requirements uh, developers must meet to be able to publish gambling products to start with. They must be, quote, an improved governmental operator um, (laughs) and must have a valid operating license um, in the specific country uh, for the type of online gambling product uh, they want to offer. Their applications must fall under one of these categories as well. Online casino games, lotteries, sports betting, and daily fantasy sports. The developers must also implement safeguards to keep underage users out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Users out of the apps and must prevent um, access from countries, regions not covered by their license. Uh, In addition, the apps uh, must be free to download and must not use the Google Play's in-app billing system. They don't want to be involved. Right. (laughs) That's what they're saying. Um, The rules and the types of applications that Google can approve vary per region due to different laws for for each. And the U.S. rules vary per state. So some will be able to access casino games, for instance, while others won't. Here are the types of games allowed in the U.S. and the states where they'll be available. Online casino games permitted in Delaware, Nevada, poker only. Okay. (laughs) Uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Sports betting is permitted. I'm going to read these lists really fast. I've been in Colorado, District of Columbia, governmental operators only, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Montana, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Tennessee, and and West Virginia. Uh, Lotteries is Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, Maine, Michigan, New Hampshire, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Virginia. Depending on the state, daily fantasy sports may be regulated as gambling in the U.S. and all daily fantasy sports 
sports apps published in the United States are subject to the daily uh, fantasy sports DFS apps requirements below. This is a terrible idea. (laughs) And it's it's proof that Google is one of the greediest companies. Like, we've we've all accepted, not even we, the medical community has accepted that gambling addiction is a serious thing. Yep. And not only is it a serious thing, it's something that very rarely only only affects the individual that is afflicted with it. Families have lost homes. Like yeah. kids don't eat because he's off gambling all his money off on the dice games. Don't worry, so don't worry. I'm gonna score big in Vegas. Oh, we'll be yeah, able to yeah, pay the we'll be able to pay the rent and and the car um the car note and all that stuff. I remember when I was younger reading countless studies and articles about suicide rates and and Vegas were super high because people would lose everything, you know, for that one more spin or one more roll or whatever. And now Google's completely okay with this because they can make money off the ads. Yeah. And it's it honestly is extremely irresponsible of um of Google. I mean, I know, listen, I get it. Google's not your parent, but kids will play these games. Mm-hmm. It, for those that might only know enough about the internet to get this podcast, <laughs> it's not hard to say that you're not young on the what they should what they should do instead of doing what birth what's your birthday should do what are these and then show roman numerals if no one can figure out the road like going nope can't do this or dial a phone number on this rotary (laughs) dial (laughs) right um you know what they should do how the the tape of the tape on this cassette came um (laughs) is coming out how do you get it back in at the very least oh no here's a perfect one i want to record over this cassette tape i purchased (laughs) how do i do that um, you know, you got to put the toilet paper in the little black. Um, you, I just use scotch tape over the top of it and then just boom. There you I go. have seen, I have seen, I forget, it's escaping me where I've seen it, but I've seen some apps where it's very serious where you have to send in your ID and mm. then they verify it. But it's like, can we just gamble with video game money? Joking <laughs> around. Like, this is not a good thing. It's just not good. Nope. You know, and it's not from a moral standpoint. I'm not saying like, oh, people who gambling are evil. This shit fucks people up. It gambling specific is specifically designed to fuck with your head. They they have they have people that work this out to know how the human psyche works. So you get hooked on it. Video games does the same fucking thing. But when you're doing it with fucking digital shit, that doesn't matter. Right. It's it's like less Mario than... coins or some silly <laughs> shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the big thing is is that, you know, like I that, I mean, you know, I mean, hopefully everybody caught my joke with what could possibly go wrong. Right. You know, <laughs> is the fact that, you know, we you're going to deal with shit like this. Um it's you know, you're going to have people that are going to take this to excess, you know. I mean, <laughs> sure enough, uh the IT crowd when uh, Roy was um, playing online poker, he's like, hey, I just won 400 pounds. Oh, I'll be able to pay the rent. And oh, I just lost it all. <laughs> you know, it's like it's you're going to keep playing that. It It is addictive. And I mean, people play, I, you know, I think the biggest tell that this is a shitty decision is that Google won't even let them use the Google billing service. Yeah. Like that, all the other apps. That's They're a like, huge this is, tell. 
this is shady, so we don't want to be involved. It's like, then you shouldn't allow it. Right. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure Apple's not, I'm not saying because Apple's a fucking great company, but I'm pretty sure Apple's not allowing it because they would have mentioned it in the, yeah. in the, um, thing. Well, because Apple actively, also Apple would be liable for a lot of that shit. And if, yeah. you know, you know, that shit's going to come bad when, you know, nobody's like, well, yeah, you can play it. We're not going to be responsible for it, but you can, you know. Google gets a lot. It gets, Apple get, gets what I call the McDonald's treatment. Remember, like, every, all evils of fast food get blamed on McDonald's. No <laughs> yeah. one cares about Burger King, Jack and the Bible. Right. Nobody cares. It's all McDonald's's fault. Apple's the same thing. Like, it's like, oh, cell phones do this and it's fucking Apple. And Google's doing the same fucking thing. Right. It was when um, the Epic Game Store, when they took out Fortnite because they, they, um, Apple was pissed off or Apple wasn't pissed off. They're just enforcing their rules. And then Google did the same thing. Nobody cared. It was like, well, I can sideload on Google. It's like, just because their security is shit doesn't mean that they're not in the wrong too or whatever. Not the wrong, but just doing the same thing. You know, it's just fucking Google gets away with murder. Nobody <laughs> yeah. gives a fuck about Google, bro. They could kill people. And nobody would care. Guarantee it. You could they kill somebody have. on Fifth, Fifth Avenue and, you know, nobody would. <laughs> well, with that Google hat on, nobody would care. Exactly. Apple sneezes without covering their face all the way. They're getting arrested. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Bro. Is it ridiculous? Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. I did it. You went back there. I, I went all the way back. I think in one of the, in, I think for the first several episodes, I used to say the redonkulous. It's redonkulous. Because <laughs> I always thought it was stupid sounding. <laughs> uh, all right. So our social media idiot of the week is Stephen Vargas. This bitch <laughs> <laughs> is your wife. No, she's <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is somebody who probably you've heard a lot about in the last week. So Axios has a small squib about the mischief makers, a handful of idiosyncratic congressional bench back uh, backbenchers who make trouble for their respective party leadership. The leading Democrat mischief maker is Andrea, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who advocates some left-wing views I consider simplistic and impractical, and in some cases, poll badly. The top example of the conservative mischief maker present is perfect, is perfect um, symmetry is... Marge, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Somebody called. Somebody called her the anti AOC, and I I go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, just complete opposite. Since she's a fucking moron <laughs> and doesn't give a fuck about anybody. Greene's views are just a bit more controversial. They include, but are by no means limited to, the following: the QAnon conspiracy theory, which holds that Donald Trump is secretly fighting a worldwide check child sex slavery ring that is supposed to culminate in a massive arrest of his political opposition is quote worth listening to end quote muslims don't belong in government 9-11 was an inside job uh shootings at parkland sandy hook and las vegas were staged zionist zionist supremacists are seek are secretly masterminding muslim immigration to europe in a scheme to out to outbreed white people the uh, leading Democratic official should be ex-breed white, white people. people. Yeah, obviously she haven't met the Irish. So. That's right. <laughs> Hold my fucking beer, bro. Uh, the most recent and leading Democratic official should be executed. The most recent green view to be unearthed comes via Eric, Eric 
Hanakoi, Hanaki. Just over two years ago, Green suggested in a Facebook post that wildfires in California were not natural. Forests just don't catch fire, you know. Rather, the blazes were started by PG&E in conjunction with the Rothschilds using a space laser in order to clear room for high-speed rail project where Green... Um, here's Green's entire post via Media Matters. It's too long to read, but... I have the link in the show notes and it's if just you care to read it. If you care to read it, it's just as batshit crazy. I'll read the first like line or two as, um, as there are now over 70 people confirmed dead and over a thousand missing in the fires in California are horrific, are a horrific tragedy. I'm praying for all involved. I'm posting this in speculation because there are too many coincidences to ignore. That's always the first line of a QAnon person. Yeah. Too many coincidences. And just putting it out there. got to read between the lines. you got to connect <laughs> the dots. It's always some fucking thing that you're failing to do. Right. And just putting it out there for some research I've done. Stem and re they've always done research. That's right. It's always done research stemming from my curiosity over PG&E stocks, which tanked all all week, then rallied Thursday night after California officials announced they would not let PG&E fail. I find it very interesting that Roger Kimmel on the board of directors of PG&E is also vice chair of the Rothschilds Incorporated International Investment Banking Firm. And you can read it from there. When did conservatives become anti-corporation? Um, when did that happen? Like a lot of these QAnon people, they'll say stuff like that, and then they have ties with the fucking oil industry. So, like, uh huh. So do you? Well, what they, the fuck are you talking about? Well, their whole thing is is they're in they're tied with Jews. That's the QAnon whole oh. conspiracy. Hey, speaking of Jews, um, I had to I had to tell someone today who was who was being a bitch. He was like, there's too many white people in comics. And I go, what are you talking about? It's just mostly, oh, well, I'm like, they were all fucking invented back in the day when shit was different. <laughs> and he's like, well, fuck that. He was like, the biggest, some of the biggest heroes have to be white, like Spider-Man. I'm like, Spider-Man's Jewish. And he's like, no, he's not. And I'm like, yes, he is. Look at the fuck up. And he looked it up and he had to apologize. So, <laughs> same. The Rothschild family has featured heavily in anti-Semitic conspiracy theories since the at least the 19th century. Anti-Semites have generally updated the theory by replacing Rothschilds with George Soros, a more contemporary and plausible-seeming plausible mastermind of a global conspiracy to spread left-wing ideology. Green's version has um, instead updated the theory by giving the Rothschilds possession of a secret, powerful space laser. Now, you might have to wonder why, if an international cabal of Jewish bankers wanted to finance a rail project, they would go um, go about it by using their space laser to set a catastrophic blaze. Aren't there easier ways to get your rail station approved by the state legislature? If you can pull off a massive conspiracy like that and keep it quiet, then you have to have a space laser you can use to emulate basically any target on Earth. There, um, there have to be a more direct profit-making opportunities to build, uh, burning down trees in order to, uh, arp, um, arp, the land value for a public transit contract. <laughs> I think she, I think she took space balls a little too seriously, bro. <laughs> So there's a lot of Jewish people in space bomb. They got the big laser and shit. Calm down. It's just a movie. It's a good movie. It's just a movie. 
you're you're probably not going to get an answer. You're not going to probably get Green's answer though, because the last news crew that showed up, fucking bitch, <laughs> showed up at her events was threatened with arrest by the local sheriff. Anyway, it is true that Marjorie Taylor Green and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez play pivotal roles within their respective parties. MTG holds down her party's right flank, and AOC holds down her party's left flank. You can somewhat deduce the corresponding beliefs of the two. Um, party's mainstream uh, uh, contingents by moving somewhere in the center of each. Most Democrats are skeptical of defunding the police and questioning the feasible of transitioning to a state-run healthcare system. Most Republicans are probably quite skeptical that California wildfires were intentionally set by a Jewish space laser. The th- um, the thing is, you c- you can be much more moderate than MTG and still be extremely crazy. It's <laughs> I don't think it's a fair comparison to say AOC and her are both the fringe troublemakers of their of their of their respective parties because AOC just is just super liberal. Like she believes in the more socialist um, economic stances and stuff like those people have always been around. Yeah, but the thing is, is that I, I the person that wrote this article phrased it kind of poorly. But the thing is, is that AOC is the pain in the ass for the Democratic Party because that's she, true because she, she pisses off the moderates a little bit. Yeah, her and Bernie because you know they they're more of that liberal side. That and AOC has that voice of the liberal side, and then you have the extreme and and she's considered more of the fringe. But you also have the Republican, which is completely fucking crazy because you're but dealing how with sad is it? How sad is it that when you use the word fringe, okay, you use the word troublemaker. For these two parties, and the Democrats get AOC <laughs> and Bernie Sanders, right? And the Republicans get this fucking <laughs> whack job. I know. Like, here's the difference to me, and why I kind of, and I get the comparison. You phrased it a lot better than he did. I, I understand what's what's being said, but but AOC yeah. is a good person. She she wants she she wants to get rid of the class structure that we have. That's right. that's she, what she wants she, to do. AOC gives a fuck about people. So to me, even if I don't agree with maybe everything she says or or whatever, I'm not going to look down on her. Like, okay, she's an educated woman. She has her opinions. You know, I'm going to take it into account. I'm going to listen to her. I listen to this fucking idiot on the other (laughs) side. She's fucking wacko. (laughs) Jewish space lasers and shit. (laughs) Why does everybody hate the Jews? I, it, you know, it's, well, I mean, it goes all the way back, you know. It's fucking... Those poor people were treated like shit for too long. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, that's what happens when you're, you know, God's people. Other people you know what's it? the Do white you know, the white um, the white um the white Christians get a little get a little pissy about it. Do you know there's a Jewish um I was reminded of this because that dude that I told him Spider Man was Jewish, he didn't believe me. And I told him, he goes, oh, it was a retcon. I'm like, it's not a retcon. It just wasn't specifically said until Spider-Verse came out. But um, there was a, there's a part where it says Spider-Man every, occasionally, like if he's having a really rough time, mm-hmm. he'll talk to God. Like, you know how Sp- right. Spider-Man kind of goes, come on, God, give me a break. You know, that's a very Jewish way of communicating with God. Like Catholics don't really do that. They're 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 not gonna go. Hey, dude, like, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I've known like Jewish friends I've had. They all do that. Like, they're just like, God, can you give me a? Can you fucking relax? 
Like Jesus, Christ. <laughs> maybe not Jesus Christ, but um, I don't know. I, I think I think I was more just appalled at the comparison of just putting those two in the same category. It was just weird to me. But um, not that I'm simping for AOC or anything. Mm-hmm. It just she's a respectable person. And simp, so Bernie simp. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if she comes through, <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, this lady honestly's got to go, dude. They got to do something. She's and she's on the fucking she's on the um the congressional committee for edu fucking cation. I can't do it, dude. And I I'm can't. like, and I'm like, this seriously, is, this is like when you um when you get chemo, right? So we got chemo a couple of weeks ago, and there's still a little bit of sick. Yeah, and we need to trim it out. Like if she if she was. I have not. I see the Republicans are auto-correcting themselves, and they're becoming a just a normal political party again. Or trying like riding, to, <laughs> yeah, trying to. They're they're like stop riding the fucking wave and getting away with everything. Now they're complaining the Democrats are doing things that they would have done. <laughs> um, but even the Republicans. I mean, McConnell today. Yeah, uh, we were talking about this before we recorded. McC- McConnell was saying how um, she's just a wacko. Like he was like, we need she needs to shut up. Basically is what he said, and I'm like, this fucking chick is crazy, but she has her little followers. Yeah, all the real ha- hardcore QAnon people they cling to her because they need validation for their wacky claims that was, don't make any sense. I was watching, what was I watching? I was watching something over the weekend, and they interviewed the guy, the other Republican candidate that she ran against, asking him, "How did you lose against her?" <laughs> and he couldn't come up with an answer. Like he could not come up with an answer as to why he lost against her. Yeah, it's like I guess you just weren't crazy enough, you know? Like, yeah, and well, and I because mean, what all, state is she from? Georgia. Oh, hey. Yeah. There's enough people in Georgia. Are fucking. What's funny though is that you know she everybody has been posting these videos that she you know because you know like an idiot she posts on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook yeah. all these videos of her ideas and stuff like that, and um, people were were getting the images and sharing it going look this is what this bitch thinks about these and you know about sandy hook and all this stuff and um they said and yeah they go she started getting a lot of backlash suddenly her timelines are getting scrubbed you see these videos a lot of these videos are disappearing and and coming off there yet she says you know i'm not afraid of anything it's like really then why you why you scrubbing your um your social media it's like and then you had, and it's weird because I never even knew this broad fucking existed. Like, well, I guess because she just got elected. I guess that makes sense. But um, Cori Bush, who's a Democrat, uh, um, also an ordained pastor from hmm. Missouri, reading in the CNN article, she had to move her office. Yeah. Because I guess, and I guess, yes, technically she started the confrontation, but she was telling um, Wacko Green over there, to put a mask on because they were in the hallway of the state house. Oh, right. And then green fucking went off. Yeah. Because nobody likes to be told you're infringing on my rights. Right. And then now her little cronies is ever making it threatening. She's like, she asked um, Pelosi if she could have her office moved. Cause it has to be like an official thing. Right. You know? And it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, like if someone is really, we have had a government for a few hundred years now, and it's gotten pretty heated in that fucking in that Congress room with some arguments. No one's had to move their fucking office. <laughs> like, get it? 
together. Yeah. You have someone who's that fucking toxic, bro. Cut them the fuck out. Because it's, it's too much. Fire that bitch. You can't fire somebody. Well, they're try- they, um, some are trying to get her removed. I like 75% of Congress has to agree or something yeah, like that. And that they're, they're looking to get her um, off her congressional assignments. I'm like, fucking yeah, education. We don't want that Get her crazy off bitch. the education. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then, they, but then people are done like, oh, Biden won't do anything about her. It's like, this isn't Biden's it's, fucking yeah. arm of the government. Like, go it's, to civics class. <laughs> it's not Trump, okay? Like, this Trump is not the way the government works. People, I think that's what people aren't used to is Biden knows how the government works. Right. Because he's been in it for so long. Yeah, he's like. So he's not going to overstep. He's not going to go into one of the other fucking branches of the government go, I'm the boss. Cause they're Pelosi's going to tell him fuck off. Yeah. You know, so I it's would, stupid. I would, is it Pelosi or is it fucking, um, what's his face? Uh, she's the, she, um, she's the, um, uh, speaker of the she's house. She's the speaker. She's house, the speaker yeah. of the house. And then, and then you um, have the majority leader, which is Schumer, which was a mistake. Schumer, anyway. Thank you. And um, the minority leader is still, um, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. The turtle. <laughs> he does look like a turtle. Dude, the re, the re, the he's the um he's the uh, original design for the turtles in Mario. <laughs> that Goomba looking motherfucker. Like, he ain't gonna fucking <laughs> whatever. I, I hope. I was like, I hope that he gets his party together. I hope he stops being a fool. Because we need we need conflicting voices in government but we need educated conflicting well, voices right, in government right now McConnell is trying to they said the the only thing that can bring down the Republican party is not the democrats is but is the Republican party because they're having a lot of infighting because you still have the Trump surrogate people yeah. and everybody else that's trying to get shit done and they said that they're causing more dis, uh, more distractions. So it's Mc- like they have three three arms of the Republicans right now. They have the the ones who were riding with Trump and still do, which is weird. Mm-hmm. They had the people who do not like Trump. I feel like that's the smaller group, the ones that have been vocal about fuck Trump, like yeah. you know whatever. And then there's that middle of the road, like can we just get our fucking work done? And yeah, not can can we stop? Can can we stop being forced to put to one side or the other? Can we just like do something? Right. Because they did is they did issue that bill, their counter to the recovery bill, but it's like, I don't know what's in it, but I guess it's like half the price. Yeah, they, and they um, were saying like, I, I my number is going to be wrong, but like around twenty nine million or something like that, people won't be getting recovery funds because they want to take it. They they because according to the Republicans, oh, they want to give money to people that don't need it. And um and I looked at it, I go, Oh yeah, but the banks and the um the all those businesses you guys bailed out, they right. they needed the money. But Not they he wanted he, you... they it, they wanted to they said um I think it was seventy five thousand a year. Anybody who made I think Democrats want seventy five up the maximum seventy five or hundred and fifty together. The Republicans want people who only made fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's what, because they figure if you're made above a fifty thousand dollars Last year, you don't need it this year, but everybody on the Democrats are like, yeah, but not everybody made that money last year. Well, not only that, $50,000 a year to you and $50,000 a year to me are two completely different fucking incomes. It all depends on where you live, how many people you have that you have to support. Yeah. Like it's that's a foolish fucking blanket statement to make. 
It just just give it to everybody because if you give it to people, it's it's not. If you give fourteen hundred dollars to somebody who already has money, he's gonna go buy it on luxuries. Yeah, and then that goes back into the economy because that was the whole point. Exactly. Like, yeah, Biden even said he wants to help people, but we gotta have him fucking fix this economy. We gotta make moves. Yeah. You, know. you give money out there, people are going to use it to to stimulate the economy. That's the whole concept of this. But the Republicans are trying to say, oh, well, people are just saving it. I'm like, poor people are saving it. Yeah. No, but, poor people are spending it because they need it for whatever they need it for. Right, right, right. Um, There's but, a small percentage that save it, but not most people spend that shit. <laughs> yeah, especially now, especially if your hours are cut and stuff like that. Yeah. And this whole concept of like, well, yeah, they want to give it to people that, that don't need it. I'm like. You know, if you have a fam, a good family afford, you're middle class, and you don't have a job, seventy five thousand. You know, I go, you know, for uh, somebody that made seventy five thousand last year or the year before, you yeah. know, in twenty nineteen, may not be making that much again. You know, and I think it was AOC wanted to add a provision that if you showed substantial loss, you know, in in twenty twenty, you become eligible. Because they they're basing it on twenty nineteen because you haven't filed twenty twenty yet. They should they should just give it to everybody. Yeah, I always it, like it, I, always, I mean obviously don't give it to like a millionaire or something. Yeah, like that, but you know. And but that's the thing is like everybody goes oh so people that make over fifty thousand don't need it. That's like people that are like fifty thousand isn't even that much. No, like my wife and I combined make more than fifty thousand, but we don't make that much more. And it's we still sometimes struggle to get the end. It it depends on so many different things. Yeah, it's not a blanket statement. Fifty thousand a year to someone who lives in L.A. is nothing. Yeah, you're barely feet. You got, <laughs> you're eating ramen, bro. Right after that fucking rent payment. Same in New York, Massachusetts, stuff like that. I mean, it's expensive here. You can at least live, but it depends on how many miles you're feeding. Right. You know, so it's it's just stupid, dude. Like the Republicans are so fucking out of touch, and that's what I I. It's hard to to even listen listen to their side because it has no. They just don't care. All it's they the, care about is money. They don't the care old, about anything else. It's that old thinking. I mean, you look at everybody in Congress, you know, especially senators. They're all like eighty years old. They're all old. Yeah. So what they grew up fifty thousand dollars used to be a lot, but now they're millionaires, and a lot of them don't even you know. It's I heard a, cons- uh, it's a conservative doing TikTok one time. And he was doing the whole pull yourself up from your bootstraps thing. Don't give people money. They'll get lazy. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and usually I'm like, yeah, for people who are just sitting around and there's nothing do- nothing going on. But he was like, all these people want free money. It's like the service industry can't work. Yeah. Like they they make cuts and shit because not – I mean it depends on what state you're in too. But it's it's just like it's not their fault that they can't work. And then and then I love the argument of, well, um, they should they should be getting a better job. People should I'm like then who's going to fucking serve the food? Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like everybody said about it. like the when Trump did that um, Q&A, somebody goes, well, what do you say to people that lost their jobs and, you know, are having trouble finding them? You get a better job and you make more money. It's like that's how rich people just assume that's how things work. Yeah. They don't they don't get it. And yeah, getting a job itself usually isn't that difficult. It depends on where you live and stuff like that. It's just getting a decent job is difficult. Yeah. You know, so it's like But that's the but the, but then there's drawbacks to that. If you made too much money where you were before, low end jobs won't get you because 
well, we're going to train you, but then you're going to leave to get a better job. So they're yeah. not going to, they're not going to get you. And then the more people that are looking for a job, it's going to be kind of harder to get a job because you have more people looking for, oh, well, I need three jobs right now just to make ends meet when I used to have one. So you start. Yeah. Getting... But it's again, so many different variables, yeah. you know what I mean? And the Republicans like to make blanket statements about shit they don't understand. Not which is, all Republicans, but just the ones that are currently trying to fucking pass their weird ass bill. Which is usually um, usually what they don't understand is usually science, math. Uh <laughs> <laughs> or just like I feel like at least nowadays the Democrats are more like because even Biden has that tone. Like people go, what do you feel about this particular study that said that it would be 17 percent? And he's like. We have to do it. Like people are struggling out here. All right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> That's like he said. Like he said. Part of me kind of goes, Ugh, but I know he's working with like economists and stuff like yeah. that. But, but even the know. Trump economists agree. <laughs> I know. I heard that. I heard the former Trump economist was like, no, this needs to go out. You yeah. need to do this. This is going to help. That's what the, a lot of these Republicans don't think about. They, the only thing they're focusing on is a $1,400 check to people. Yeah, that's all. It's not. That's not the whole bill. Yeah, that's and, like all, one of the smallest parts of the bill. Yeah. Granted, it's one of the things I'm more closely monitoring because right. it directly impacts me. But it's just like I, I didn't even get the fucking Trump stimulus checks anyway. Yeah. So whatever. I guess everybody's getting a debit card. Yeah, I one got of my friends got one already, and it looks kind of spammy. So if yeah, you, uh, it looked a little weird. It said on there like, "Don't throw this away. It's not a bill. It's not a fly. You know, it's not that." And you open it up, you're like, "Oh shit, it's a card." I haven't got anything yet. Yeah. So I already got mine. I'm still waiting for my brother's one, but he's retired. They usually get theirs last. Yeah. Because um, fuck them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like uh, I I like this meme. It's like I'm gonna go to bed early today. Me at 3 a.m. How tall is Jesus? <laughs> that's so true dude. so thanks for tuning in thanks and also thanks for coming to our TED talk <laughs> yeah thanks for coming to our TED song one of these days so it, part of me in my head's like I'm not we're not going to talk about Trump today and then it happens and I'm like god damn it I don't want him to live rent free in my head <laughs> you know I, I, I don't want to talk about Trump but you know unfortunately there's still some leftovers that need to be sorted yeah. out Got some um, leftovers in the fridge that need to be thrown out. That are smelling a little. Yeah. Okay. If you like this show or any of the shows on the Lazy Geeks Network, you can donate. Any donations will help all shows on the network. And if you can't help us out with some cash, you can always drop us a uh, review or share the show with people. Do, um, don't keep the slice of heaven to yourself. Spread the wealth. <laughs> Spread the wealth. You can check out all the other podcasts on the Lazy Geek Network. Our new show or, is the truly or, or newish, <laughs> newish show is the Truly Pointless Podcast. Um, is our stream of consciousness podcast. Uh, the Away Team is our Star Trek podcast. If you, I mean, if you didn't know that, you probably don't want to listen to it. <laughs> right. So. And uh, if you have comments, questions, or ideas, hit us up. You can catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or you can cash me outside. Oh. Um, or email us, themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. So that is it for us this week. I'm Stephen Vargas. Uh, remember to keep wearing a mask, even if you get vaccinated. And uh, yeah. we're thinking so you don't have to. Yeah.